How much baggage does every one of us carry through life? Not on our backs, but in our brains. How much of life is held back because we cannot always let go and let God? From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. In the weeks leading up to December 25th, there's a lot of preparation. We clear out the Thanksgiving decorations at home and make way for the lights and gifts under the tree. At school, we complete our exams and wrap up any last assignments so we can enjoy a break. And at work, we cross off items on our to-do lists as quickly as possible so that we can also be prepared to take a few days off for the celebration. But what are you doing to clear your mind, to make room for the biggest gift of all? Today, Father Cusick reminds us that happiness is an inside job and asks us what we're doing to clear away the baggage and clutter of our minds. It was New Year's Eve, December 31, 1970. I was a baby priest ordained on May 13th of 1970. And here I am, six, seven months into the vocational goal I dreamed about all my life. And that night, I was invited to a New Year's Eve party in the parish. It's the first one I ever attended, of course. It was the first time there. And it turned out it was the last one I would ever attend. I had the 5 o'clock mass that Saturday afternoon, or that yeah, maybe it was a Saturday, Sunday, I don't know. He had dinner with the guys in the rectory. Waited a little bit, because you don't want to be the first one at a party. You want to be respectfully a little late. And so I walked down the street. It was only less than two blocks from the rectory. I went in. I didn't know a lot of people yet. I was still the new kid on the block. And uh, took off my coat put it near the door, little closet kind of thing, and I made my way in. And there was a, maybe 30 people, 35 people. Well, somehow from the back of the room or from the next room where people were still gathered, this guy spots me. He worked his way through the crowd like this Hassan Hawkins worked his way through Iowa yesterday to score touchdowns for Michigan. He came through the crowd like a hot knife through butter. Literally got in my face, literally. I was not his dentist. And he threw a finger up and his face was red, tomato red. And he shouted as if everyone in the room could hear. You ruined my New Year's Eve. And that's all he needed to say. But he wouldn't leave. Like a mosquito. I was trembling on the inside. I'm a nice guy. I didn't set off to ruin anybody's New Year's Eve, but you got to go back to New Year's 
New Year's Eve, 1970, 71. Pope Paul VI announced January 1st would be a world day of prayer for peace. And in the world of the United States of America, the violence in Vietnam was out of control. And I'm old enough to remember that almost every day, the Defense Department would announce the injured and the dead from the day before or the whole week. And it was sad. The country was ugly. It's almost like the political division we find ourselves in these days. War divides, even if it's five, 7,000 miles away. Earlier in the week, the priests in the rectory, there were four of us, we decided, or we first of all had a conversation on what would we do with the Pope's announcement that we would have a World Day of Prayer for Peace. Could we just have a petition at Mass? Oh, God, we pray for peace among the people. We pray to the Lord. At the same time, the war raged. My peers, I was 25, were being killed. And there didn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel. So we decided that we would raise the issue of the lack of peace with our citizens in Southeast Asia and our citizens in the United States and our parishioners in Park Ridge, Illinois. Because it was our belief that if religion works right, sometimes it's counterculture. The world says this, Here's what we have to offer. And I really saw it that night, that way, as I celebrated Mass. Well, when I walked into New Year's Eve, one parishioner saw it a completely different way. And if he was armed, I would never have made my 26th birthday. He was really angry. Open parenthesis, I buried him about 10 days ago. Close parenthesis. We eventually got beyond it, but it is burned in my brain like it was yesterday. I very quietly got my coat and walked back to the rectory. I was shaking. I had never been a source of division because of Jesus Christ in my life. Then again, I never had the ability to preach Christ in the midst of a conflict, of war, of violence, of anger. From Vietnam to the south end of Park Ridge, Illinois. I worried about it. 
not overnight. I still think about it today. And I'm here to report, that was not the last time somebody was in my face. <laughs> I have come to terms with Christ. Christ is not a rah-rah. Christ preached, taught, lived, and died for the one whom he called Abba, his father, to bring on the earth a healing from sin, a breakdown of division, of respect and compassion for all the world. Both then, 1970, and now. And sometimes that proclamation comes up against a popular culture so set in its ways and people so rigid in the way they believe, they cannot see how anyone could get up and be political at mass. It's always interesting, it's only political when it's against them. And that's so true today. Join me sometime at the base of the stairs. Father, there's no need for you to talk politics at St. Patrick's Church. Oh, thanks. Have a good day now. <laughs> the other understanding of all those names. Remember how it began. The Word of God. The Word of God bypassed the leaders of Rome. The word of God bypassed the leaders of Israel. And the word of God bypassed the religious leaders of the temple and of the people. And where did the word of God still stop? At some ragtag preacher the son of a prophet, hanging out in a desert, almost talking to himself, proclaiming words of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Now, who are people going to listen to? They're going to listen to power, not profit. And the power structure of Rome made all the Romans living in with Israel. Yes, that's the way it is. Be tough. And the leaders of Israel, the ones who were supposed to mediate the activity of divine with the activity of the human, were the ones who were to point out the message of the one they called Abba, their father. And the leaders of the religion were the ones not to impose heavy burdens on people, interpret the law for their convenience, but to proclaim the activity of the word of God as it came to them. 
Translated, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I've always wondered if the God who leads us here is a democratic God or a republican God. I've always wondered if the God of LaSalle Street wants us to have a couple 401ks so we could live happily ever after. I've always wondered who would go out in the desert in the midst of nowhere to listen to this guy who's saying, I am clearing a path to the one who is to come. And the path was older than any of the people. It was proclaimed hundreds, if not a thousand years before, by Isaiah. It's a path where you get all the crap of life out of the way. And they did it with imagery of their own culture and their own country. If the mountains were in the way, let's cut them down. If the valleys are too steep and we can't see above the perimeter, fill them in. If the road is rough, let's make it smooth. Because you see, the word of God is coming to us. And ladies and gentlemen, today, who is the us? It's you and it's me. The word of God. The question isn't, do we believe, do we believe in God? The question is, do we understand that God believes in us? Do you believe today on this beautiful, wonderful day out there that the activity of God is coming to you? Always has, always will be. And that regardless of the barriers that we put up, sometimes our own behavior, the activity of God may need to stop and wait, but the activity of God wants to be in with in all of us that we all can be the proclaimers of God among us through our generosity, through our forgiveness, through our compassion for others, particularly those less fortunate and to embrace those who sob and cry because death has taken love from their life. We are not cold, we are not indifferent. We will not hide behind our politics. We will not be known by our 401k, but we will be known for the activity of Christ that comes among us again. 2021. You see, that's why John preached redemption. Redemption comes from the word metanoia, and that's a Greek word for clean up your head. And in my head this morning is an ugly incident from December 31st, 1970. It won't go away.
won't go away. How much baggage does every one of us carry through life? Not on our backs, but in our brains. How much of life is held back because we cannot always let go and let God? Would you join me? Let's make that time now. Let's make that moment this year. Let's take the biblical language of chopping down hills and straightening streets so that activity of God doesn't have to stop with the ugliness we keep up here, but we can unlock the sanctity of who we are because we are the sons and daughters of God. Jim, my friend, rest in peace. To you, to me, come Lord Jesus, come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Time now for announcements and events. Wednesday, December 8th, is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of Mary. Please join us in person for Mass at 7 a.m., 12.10, or 5.30 p.m., or virtually at 12.10 p.m. Then on December 15th, we'll be holding reconciliation services at 6.15 p.m. in the church. Additionally, on the 15th, we invite you to join us at 7.30 p.m. on Zoom for the Meet Your Crush, a spiritual practice, an Advent evening with Jack Shea. In the webinar, Jack will explore the practice of putting up your crush in your home and the spiritual component it represents. To register and receive the Zoom link, please visit bit.ly slash meetyourcrush. Looking to make a difference and do some virtual Christmas shopping all at the same time? Then be sure to check out the Solidarity Market. The vendors highlighted are observing fair trade practices that protect the earth and help combat poverty. The webpage is live now and will be available until December 24th. To shop, visit oldstpats.org slash solidaritymarket. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The homily was originally given at the 10 a.m. Mass on Sunday, December 5th by Father John Cusick. For more information about all resources available, visit our website at oldstpats.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Old St. Pat's app. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast. Podcast.